Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I am your host, Jess Sato, and I am excited to be here. It is Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., and I wanted to start with a simple thank you for those of you who have lovingly moved over from my private podcast to now this new public version. It has been very well received, and I'm really, really grateful to you for being on this journey with me. Today, I want to dive into two of the challenges that I talked about on the blog last week, and then I want to also talk about how challenges that we face in business lead us into a space of gratitude. On the blog, I broke down four challenges that I am seeing consistently over the last probably five to six months. And for most people, it really comes down to number one, our sales and marketing really needing a tune-up. And I'm going to dive into that one in particular in just a second. Number two was that FOMO or that sense of FOMO that we get and kind of casually or recklessly in some cases, cavalierly throw our money into things that we may not actually need or that aren't actually going to deliver the result that we're looking for. Number three was burnout. Burnout is incredibly pervasive, and I want to talk about that one as well today. And then number four was lack of support as you grow and how we need to have support there to help sustain us as the business grows, as we're growing professionally. So number two and four, FOMO and this lack of support, you can dive deeper into that on the blog at jessicasato.com forward slash blog. But today I want to talk about numbers one and three, and I want to start with our sales and marketing. If I had to identify one part of the business that I really love, it's sales and marketing. Now, I would not have said that a handful of years ago, and I'll explain why in a sec, but for many years, I despised sales. I really did not enjoy the process. Everything about it just felt really unauthentic. And on the marketing side, I was just bogged down. When I first started in the online market space, the guidance was post three to four pieces of content a day, every day, seven days a week, no breaks, no nothing. And... A little known secret, I actually did that for a whole year. Tons of content creation, tons of posting, tons of my time being spent on social media. And I'm not going to lie, it was hard. I can't say it wasn't entirely effective, but I also believe strongly that it wasn't necessary. So when it comes to sales and marketing, there's this pressure to be constantly on this hamster wheel of content creation where you're reproducing 
or recreating content over and over and over. And over time, that starts to wear us down. It starts to feel like super heavy. And let's be honest, it's very, very time consuming. So part of the tune up here is really taking a look at what have you created? What can you reuse? Is the message still clear? And Focus your time and energy on repurposing, on reclarifying, on you know telling the story of your clients. There's a lot of ways that you can leverage all of the stuff that you have created up until now to be reused time and time again. There's a lot of talk in the celebrity entrepreneur space about taking courses and you know, you're missing this and you're missing that. And if you just had this one thing, everything would be easier. And I'm here to tell you that 99% of the time, that's total BS. Most of us, what we really need in order to be effective in our business, especially in our marketing efforts, is consistency, meaning we show up on a consistent basis. It doesn't need to be every day, all day. It doesn't, you know, it literally could be you post a couple of times a week. In some cases, it could be enough to post one time a week. But we want to be present so that people know that we exist. They understand what we stand for. They understand what our big idea is. They understand how all of that fits into what we do as business owners. We need to have very clear messaging that actually resonates on a personal level Meaning people need to know that you're talking to them. They need to feel that emotional connection. I know I've talked before about the five layers of messaging. I've talked about how do we show up and build a client attraction system, but it really does come down to having an actual process that we're using that invites people in. And lastly, it really is about clearly being able to articulate the challenge that your potential client needs solving or the solution that they're looking for. How do you actually help people? And if those pieces aren't clear, if we're not consistently saying those things, then we're missing the mark. And like I said, that doesn't have to be all the time. The other area that I think is really important is most of us spend our time doing content creation and social media. But the reality is for most people, the gap in getting new clients is, are we getting in front of new people, people who don't know us? That's one of the reasons why I talk a lot about the five C's of client attraction. I'll put a link for a a guide that you can dig into, but the five C's really come down to how are you getting in front of new people? How are you captivating people's attention with your personality, with your personal brand, with your message, whatever is relevant at the time. And you can do that a lot of different ways. And then how are you connecting with them? How are you bringing them into your ecosystem? Either, you know, connecting on social media, connecting on LinkedIn, connecting on your email list. That's obviously the best because then you own that information. And then how are you starting to cultivate those relationships? And this is where that personal touch, that deep sense of who you are and what you believe in really starts to shine through because people want to know that the person that they are connecting with and are in relationship with care more about them 
and the mission than just making money. The next step in that process is convert. And that is like, we literally have to make the ask. You have to actually invite people to work with you. And until you do that, people are going to assume that it's maybe not for them. Hands down, you know, getting in front of new people and making the ask are the two weakest points in most people's business. And that's the piece around sales. So really feeling confident and committed to the solution that you provide, believing that it is in fact the answer to someone's biggest problem and that you are the right person to fix that for them or to do that alongside of them. And then the last one is care. Like how are we creating a really positive experience for our clients, not just neglecting them once they, you know, passed over the credit card. So that piece around marketing and sales is almost always ripe for improvement and it starts with looking at your client attraction system. Is it actually working? So in the show notes, I'm going to add the client attraction scorecard so you can actually see where you're doing or how you're doing in those five areas and where you might have the biggest bang for your buck in terms of making improvements or tweaks. For most people, it's not a complete overhaul. It really is a change here, a change there, and boom, they start to see improvements. So I'll link that in the show notes for you. The reality is that when your sales and marketing system isn't working, that's when we get into the grind. That's when we get into that feast or famine cycle that is absolutely exhausting, demoralizing, frustrating. It's like we know we have a thing that is powerful, can actually help people, and yet it's not working. And it comes back to those, you know, the need to be clear and to be consistent. When we're constantly in the grind, that is when we feel the burnout start to creep in. And I said this on the blog, but I'll say it here too. Burnout is real and it is preventable. But this summer, I, for the first time in a really, really long time, and I've been in business now for over 12 years, I hit a wall. I think some of it was a combination of, you know, this big shift I made at the beginning of the year, really focusing on impact and social entrepreneurship and really wanting to help people use their business for good. I think it was that shift and it was quite candidly a little bit more difficult than I thought it would be. It was also a very busy personal season with my family. We had a lot going on, including a lot of um, travel that was, you know, not always for me, but often for my kids and nothing in the business felt easy. Now we all know that running a business is hard and isn't always fun, but there came a point this summer where I woke up one day and I just thought, I do not want to do this business anymore. And I reached out to two of my dearest friends and my mentor, my coach. And I basically said, I'm thinking about chucking this whole thing. And I think I might just go get a job. It's not that I wasn't making money. It's not that I didn't love the work, but it just felt like a grind. And I am not about the grind. 
I rarely want to be hustling hard. That's not to say I don't want to work hard, but I don't want to feel this constant state of frenzy. And that's what I was feeling. And it came at a time that actually was very fortuitous. So I mentioned that travel. I was on my way to Korea with my son and I had, you know, been trying to bend over backwards to meet my clients at crazy times during the day. You know, I'd be working well into the early morning hours or getting up super early. And both of my friends, they are members of my personal board of directors, they were like, you're literally going to do none of that. You're going to tell your clients that you're not available. If they have an emergency, they can message you on Voxer or we can schedule an emergency call, but standard calls can wait. And you're happy to respond to them over email, but you're not going to do all this craziness. Your business is meant to work for you and you need to be present for your son. And I really wrestled with that because I'm a super perfectionist. I care a lot about what people think, like most of us. And yet it was the best decision. Every single client was super accepting. They were understanding. And they really gave me the space to just be. And that pause, that very purposeful pause, gave me a chance to breathe gave me a chance to do nothing. And the result was clear perspective, a lot of clarity about my business, about how I wanted to be doing work and opened the door to a ton of creativity. And I genuinely believe that most of us are not giving ourselves a chance to pause We're constantly doing, doing, doing because other parts of the business aren't working. And so we just keep doing more thinking more will be the answer. I can tell you that rarely is that the case. More is rarely the answer. So this is my invitation to you, especially as we move into this holiday season. It's a very busy time of year for most people. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a chance to pause take some time off and allow that creativity to flourish, right? If you have been building systems in your business, this is a really great time to allow them to actually work for you. And look, if you aren't sure how to do that and you want to talk it through, let's just jump on a call because there's no reason why you should be grinding, grinding, grinding. I don't want you to Get into a place where you are burned out and exhausted and frustrated and want to chuck your whole business just like I did. So this is your invitation to pause and then to use that pause to A, catch your breath and then evaluate where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your energy? What is life giving to you and what is soul sucking? And then start to delegate to the extent that you can offload what's not important right now and then focus on the things that actually close the gaps in your business and can have the biggest bang for the buck. So I wanted to talk about those two things because it's an entry point into the last part of this conversation, which is the challenges that we face in our business 
help us grow into better business owners. And I want to share four different things that I am grateful for this particular season. And the first of those is the hard times. The hard times, like I said, they really shape how we show up. They reveal to us things that we maybe didn't see in ourselves or in our abilities. And they're so, so important. Over the last, gosh, five, six, seven years, I've had some of the highest highs and the lowest lows. And I can tell you that I have learned things at both ends of the spectrum, but the biggest learning has always come from the hard times. So this is where we can really leverage that pause and that reflection and honor the hard times and what we're learning as a part of it. We may be still in the thick of things, but it's still an opportunity for us to really practice gratitude and take into account like all the goodness that's going to come on the other side of that, of that challenge and the, and the subsequent learning that, that we're experiencing. The next thing I, I'm really grateful for, and this has been a huge part of what shifted some of that load, and that's my team and my personal board of directors. So I already mentioned this, but my personal board of directors is really like my inner circle. These are a handful of colleagues, my coach, um, my husband is part of this, where I can bring my frustrations, my challenges, my questions, all of it, and they surround me in love. They challenge my thinking. They don't let me get away with anything. Um, They are vital. And if you don't have a personal board of directors, I really encourage you to think about what that would look like for you. That pause, because of the personal board of directors, also opened my eyes to the fact that I desperately needed help in my business. I needed support. And so this is my shout out to Riza, my assistant. She has been an absolute godsend helping with content creation, marketing, social media, all kinds of stuff. She is a sounding board. She believes in the mission and it has just made everything about the business feel and actually be easier. So big shout out to the team, big shout out to my personal board of directors. Number three, the third thing I'm I'm really grateful for this season um, are clients. And I don't say that lightly because I think, you know, for a lot of us, it, it can feel easy to take clients for granted. But I know, and I've talked about this on the podcast many times already, this has been a hard year for a lot of businesses. So not only do we not want to take our clients for granted, but this is where we can be deeply grateful that they are choosing us as much as we are choosing them. And in my case, the extra dose of gratitude is that I get to be a part of, and they are allowing me to be a part of their beautiful, brilliant journeys and the work that they're doing in the world to know that we are supporting people who have big dreams, have big ideas, have big goals, and are actually out there doing the thing. And that I get to be a part of that. I I hold in the highest regard with the highest level of privilege and the deepest gratitude. And last but certainly not least, my 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 fourth 
area of deep gratitude this particular season is really rooted in my family. And I got to tell you, my family has ridden the highs and they have ridden the lows with me. And I literally would not be able to do this business without them. This business enables me to be present for them. But in order to do that, they also have made sacrifices along the way. And at the same time are my biggest cheerleaders and in some cases, my biggest challengers holding me to being available to honoring what we have talked about. Um, I can't, I can't speak enough about how important they are. And it's not just my husband and kids, it's my in-laws. It's, you know, the whole family unit that literally makes all of what I do possible And so this is a shout out to my husband, my kids, my in-laws for being amazing humans and for believing me in me and the work that I do every single day for you and for women globally. So I want to leave you now with an encouragement to pause, to really reflect on what's working in your business, what's not. Do you need to get help? Who do you need to get that help from? What can you delegate? Who can you bring in? My goal for you is that you will finish this year strong, not burned out, not limping over the finish line, but energized, excited, and deeply grateful for the business that you have built. So I hope this has been insightful. If I can support you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. My info is in the show notes. You're welcome to schedule time on my calendar. I make myself available um, to dig into issues that are affecting your business, the big ideas that you have, your journey to the TEDx stage, whatever support you might need, please don't hesitate to reach out. So I'll leave you with this. Have a very happy Thanksgiving if you're here in the U.S. And to all of us, be bold, be brave, and go make an impact.